You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. BJSE has opened its doors for another trading week, so it's time for the opening. And with me is Nick Kunza from Sandland Private Wealth. And Nick, a nice firm start. I'm looking at the S&P futures, as I habitually do, up around about a third of a percent. More glamorous on the NASDAQ, I think. Uh, at one stage, I think it was up about 0.7%. Uh, but anyway, looks like a firm start to a week, which is going to be quiet today anyway, because of a bank holiday in the United Kingdom. Yeah, morning, Linz. Yes, it's the last trading day of the month, if we remind all our listeners. Uh, futures are currently, as you point out, nice and firm, 0.33% higher. Uh, I mean, if they open now, when Wall Street opens at half past three this afternoon, it will then have sort of notched up its best August in 34 years. Yeah. Um, yes, but we're going to go with London shut for that bank half. And that's, it's, it's fairly, fairly steady, steady go, um, and steady ahead of, of certainly rem- reminded to everyone that uh, September is traditionally quite a weak month. So um, uh, let's take this rally today while we can, because things might get a little bit choppy in the weeks to come. They might do. Let's have a look at the spot prices now and see how the currencies, first of all, are reacting, and notably the South African rand, the beloved currency. Here we go. Dollar rand, 16.64, slightly weaker. British pound against the rand, 22.15, unchanged. Euro rand is 19.79, slightly weaker for the rand there. The euro dollar is 118.95. Yeah, just homing in on that 120. It's got to be 120 before you know it. Uh, Labor Day, Labor Day, of course, is tomorrow. So we've got a holiday today, or rather the UK has a holiday today. It's Labor Day tomorrow, so holiday in the States. Is that is that the case? I think it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Or is it the first Monday in September, so next week? Anyway, I don't know. We'll work that out. These are mere semantics. On Friday, the Dow Jones was up. Um, oh, here's, here's a strange thing. The Dow Jones was up. It was up just about 0.6%. The S&P was up two-thirds of a percent, and the Nasdaq was up 0.6%. In the Far East this morning, Tokyo up 1.1%, Shanghai down a quarter, Hang Seng is 0.6% weaker at the moment, and in Australia, the all share is down a quarter. The gold price is, is doing okay. It's okay. We can take this. It's up a couple of bucks at $19.56 an ounce. Platinum is 9.37, up seven. And where's Palladium, please, Nick? Still holding on at uh, 2,214, so holding at 22 level. It's actually up $2 at the moment. Okay, let's have a look at the oil price. West Texas is up three quarters of a percent, or 33 cents per barrel, to $43.31. The Brent crude oil price is up uh, just over half a dollar to $46.35. That's a recent high, I think, up 1.2%. Crude is uh, sort of slowly creeping higher. Have you noticed? It hasn't been dramatic. We haven't said, oh, look, 10% here, 10% there, but it's going up. Yeah, it's grinding, grinding higher. And I notice, uh, obviously, still record production cuts that are coming out of out of OPEC, um, and that maintains that. And, of course, a little bit of a push last week with the hurricane hitting Texas. That was obviously more West Texas. But you're right. I mean, slowly grinding. I mean, we're, only, I mean, we're less than $5 away from $50 a barrel. I never thought we'd see that this year. No, no. What's the diary looking like this week on the JSC? Well, on the international well, and the local markets? Well, it's it's actually a very busy diary, Lindsay. Um, I just start. I just want to start by saying that um, if we finish where we are in the U.S. Uh, at current levels, um, August will have been the best month for stocks in a long time. In fact, we're looking at about eight percent. Jobs is going to be the. This is just a reminder. Um, so, what's on the diary for two week? I think jobs is going to be the main one. That'll feature heavily. We've got uh, monthly unemployment data from the U.S. 
and the Eurozone. We're going to see how the pandemic is bearing up on those two. Uh, we have second quarter growth figures out of some countries to keep an eye on. Uh, we've got Zoom reporting uh, this, before the market opens. You know, interesting enough, record numbers expected hmm. as more and more people work from online. What a surprise. Uh, of course, Friday's, hmm. uh, Friday's jobs Friday, so that's the biggie. But before that, we have initial jobless claims on the Thursday. And, of course, as a reminder, they've been monitoring around about the sort of a million marks. The trend is certainly not looking great. And then on the Wednesday, we actually have ADP employment. So we've got three big employment numbers, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, and then of course, Tuesday, tomorrow, manufacturing data out of China. Uh, and then locally, uh, economic recovery. We go into this is quite a big pack of important data releases. Uh, the top one for me is being the Purchasing Managers Index, or as we call it, the PMR for manufacturing. Yes. Uh, that is out uh, tomorrow. Uh, then we've got uh, what else we've got? We've got some new vehicles on Tuesday. Uh, we've got some lots of stuff. So we've got uh, on tomorrow. This morning we had Advitech out with the earnings. We had African Rainbow as well. Yeah. Tomorrow we've got Old Mutual and Cash Build. And then on Thursday we see us get results from Impala and Truers. While on Friday rounds off the week, uh, RMB, their final results. So September. busy week all round. And just to clarify, of course, it's the first Monday of September is Labor Day, and that is next Monday. So September the 7th, okay. next Monday. So we've got a little bit of a delay there. Uh, but anyway, uh, the U.S. holidays end next week. So another few days of maybe light trading. Let's have a look now at the Stock Exchange News Service, because RCL Foods came out with its results today. Uh, share price on my screen is up over 2.5%. Is this one you watch? I mean, I, I think of RCL Foods and I think of Rainbow. It's like Kentucky Fried Chicken going to KFC. I think of uh, RCL as Rainbow Chickens, but obviously it's diversified since then. But anyway, is this one you watch? It is one I watch only because we have a couple of clients that have exposure to it. Uh, it's a little bit below our sort of criteria for putting it into an, into what we look at. But I quite like the share. Um, I thought that what was nice about it, revenue up 7.5%, um, dividend declared, which was no dividends, and we were expecting no dividends. They came out to the dividend. Uh, funny enough, there's been a little bit of corporate action in the space too, which adds to uh, – I was going to say adds to the flavor, but it's so bad. Yes, it's really um, terrible. So, uh, <laughs> Please don't. We've got Quantum Foods, RCL. There's a little bit of bidding wars in the space, a little bit of food inflation, people talking about coming through. And, and I'm very much of the fact that we're going to see a weaker dollar um, in general. So you want to own things. And RCL, uh, they've got a lot of stuff that people would know. A lot of, um, they, do, they do a lot of the sort of uh, logistics as well for all the foods in South Africa. So this is very much a food play um, um, and a very much a sort of, I think, a, a sort of a long inflation play, if you like it. Uh, stock hasn't done too badly. It's down 21% year to date. So it's, it's bouncing back a little bit from its recent lows. Tell me about Advertech. Interim results for the six months ended 30th mm. of June. Revenue de- sorry, increased by 13%. Operating profit before everything else uh, increased by 4%. Normalized earnings decreased by 1%. Share price up quite smartly, 7 8%. I think I think it caught a lot of people by surprise. I mean, uh, we're hearing all sorts of stories about people not paying their school fees and looking for alternatives. And it really has been sort of a – I know it's been a global trend, but certainly in South Africa, there's been a big pushback against uh, these private school companies. People just as, – as people have said at home, you know, there's a couple of lawsuits flying around about people saying, well, you know, these schools aren't holding their mandates. And we all know um, exactly what these schools operate. They have very high fixed costs. And just because kids are staying at home, you know, things don't necessarily change. But headline earnings per share decreasing only about 8%. I think the market was looking for sort of 10 to 12. 
Um, and HEPs decreasing also just by 8%. Uh, unfortunately, no dividend being declared, but I think that's prudent given uh, given the fact that we don't even know when all these schools are going to be fully open again. But in general, I think they were quite a decent set of numbers. And you know, I think uh, certainly with uh, one of the, a lot of things that people don't cut back on is the quality of education, certainly from in South Africa. And I think those numbers were surprisingly better to the upside. African Rainbow Minerals reviewed provisional results for the financial year ended 30th of June and cash dividend declaration share price up 1.3%. Do you like this one? If you had, a, had to have a, yeah. a South African diversified miner, would this be the one? I don't know if it would be the one. I mean, I certainly we, we've, we've got Anglo-American in our portfolio as well as BHP Billets, and it's certainly one I'd take a look at, though. Um, I think it's a very well-run company, and it is certainly, for me, it's cheap. I mean, it's trading in single-digit PEs. It pays a very nice dividend deal, and it's been, a, it's been historically uh, well-known for rewarding shareholders. And once again, no different now. Seven rand per share. Yeah. Uh, that puts it on a dividend yield of almost uh, 7%. Uh, 7% in an environment where you're getting, if you're lucky, 3% on a fixed income account to the bank in South Africa, you can do worse than holding one of these shares. Uh, also, tying in nicely with that theme of, of this weaker dollar, commodities, etc. I mean, also very nice exposure to, to copper. Um, besides Anglo-American, there's not many in the South African index that you get access to copper mm. and a few other things, uh, gold as well, and a few different, few different uh, platinum, obviously, and um, uh, big exposure to ferocious metals and to coal. So I actually quite like this one. As I said, it's not in our mandate, so as some of so just exposure there. But on a personal capacity, I think it's a very well-run business and so nice to see in a no-dividend environment someone paying a 7-rand dividend on a 211-rand share. Very good. Congratulations to them. Results interims, that is, for the six-month period ended 30th of June from Sun International. I'll just read you the introduction. The COVID-19 pandemic has had a significant impact on the group's results for the six months, etc. In the next paragraph, the group responded quickly to the crisis, taking decisive action to protect balance sheet liquidity and minimise the cash outflow from March. Sun International. That's been quite busy in the last six months, I must admit. It's been busy. Hasn't it? Yeah. But I like the way they've taken decisive action. Yeah, it's been one of those ones where it was, every time I look at the sort of leaderboard before we chat in the evenings, it's either on the top or the bottom. Yes. It's literally been extremely, I don't know if it's the punter's favorite at the moment, I don't know. Um, But I think they're getting their house a little bit in order. Be the worst is behind it. Look, it's a difficult call. I mean, if we have a second wave coming or the like, you know, Southern International, unfortunately, will be dropping back again. But I think they have been making effort. They sold, uh, was it something in Chile, I think, to one of their sort of big operations yes. a week or two ago. I mean, it wasn't far from from recent guidance. Um Obviously, as expected, no dividend declared, but I wouldn't expect otherwise. But, uh, I mean, this is certainly a recovery stock. Um, and its market cap coming in significantly. I mean, it's only a $3.5 billion market cap, not considering what it used to be a few years ago. Um, but, again, also, I mean, it's if you're looking for a, a recovery share in South Africa, I mean, you can do a lot worse than look at something like this. It's trading the PE of two and well beneath its price-to-book value. Um, obviously, their balance sheet as well, having been uh, recently stumped up by selling some assets and a rights issue and a few others. So, But yes, I think, the, I think but highly speculative, Lindsay. I think for shareholders out there, you can expect a, a bumpy ride to continue. Yeah, some people like bumpy rides. The disposal of Sun Dreams, mm. as announced to shareholders on the 21st of August, and the subsequent receipt of the proceeds will significantly strengthen the group's balance sheet and reduced interest 
charges, reduced interest charges. So what they're saying is maybe things are not going to get better for a year or two. So let's um, let's sort of bolster the defences, if you like. Mm. And that is, that is something that might be rewarded. So it might be something to have a look at. Agreed. As I said, it's one of those recovery shares. If you want to take a punt on it, you should do it. It's speculative, but management are saying the right things. And quite frankly, not only are they saying the right things, they're doing the right things. They're actually selling assets, which is nice to see. Sea Harvest came out with their numbers. We don't speak about that one, but I do like fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have we got going on here? No, nothing. Oh, wait a second. Life Healthcare came out with a trading update, up 1% the share price on my screen. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going to pass on that one. I don't follow it too closely, unfortunately. It's really good. Okay, let's have a look at uh, the movers on the JSC today. Well, what have you got outside of the big ones? Because I've got here Hammerson, Telcom, Redefined, Sassel, and RCL on the upside. On the downside, Pick and Pay, Suntam, JSC, Resilient, and DRD Gold. Anything outside of those that you're looking at? No, but interesting enough to see a lot of the big cap shares are actually flat today. They didn't even make it onto the sort of leaderboard. The only ones I can pick up is Grinrod's back on again after it sort of bounced last week. That's down 1% on the downside. But in general, it's quite a flat day. And um, this is obviously also month end, 31st. Um, watch out. We, we spoke about harmonies, didn't we, last week, saying it's going into the index. Index trackers have to buy it. Yes. So that share is up 5% currently today on top of the 8% on Friday. So if you've picked it up, you've made 13. As I said, it goes into the top 40 from close of business today. So people are chasing that. So that's what popped up for me as well. Oh, yeah. There we go. Harmony has just popped up on my screen as well. So I've got Hammerson, Harmony, Telcom, RCL, and Implats uh, coming in with a two and th- uh, two-thirds percent rise. And the, the other one's Tiger Brands on the downside has just entered as I refresh my screen. Mm. So, as from, so, so we know what the rebalancing is of that index that you just mentioned. We know what it is now. Well, we've got we've got a we've got a, a very good idea. You already take is the market cap, the share price, etc., where these shares are trading as of now, and you get a good idea of what's going in. And so, as for all intents and purposes, Harmony is a definite addition to the top forty index from Tuesday morning tomorrow. And pick and pay to its detriment is the one going out, which is why you're seeing pick and pay on the leaderboard as well. So, a little bit of rejigging going on. What we'll talk about later on on the five o'clock shadow is um, what you would normally do on a bank holiday in the UK given the fact that the U.S. markets were open. Would you go for long lunches? But we'll talk about that later on. Now's not the time. What are the JSC indices after an hour and five minutes of trading, please? After an hour and five minutes, uh, it is very, very flat. So we have the the all share current, the top 40 is up a half a percent, which is actually a good finish to the month, just holding by five points, 52,005 on that level. Uh, All share is up 0.47%, 56,337. Energy shares are leading us higher by two and a quarter percent. Uh, Technology, 0.39% firm. Industrials also having a good day, down uh, 0.3%. Financials are flat, which maybe given the weaker end is understandable, uh, with healthcare. The only lag is I've got on my screen at the moment, down point uh, 0.14% down. And I imagine activity fairly subdued. I think it's going to be fairly subdued. I mean, we always know with London shut, and so we can chat later, but I mean, you can expect all these dual listers that normally, uh, London, we call it the price maker. So Anglo-American, BHP Billiton, uh, even even Investec and a few others to a certain extent, the prices are led out of the London market makers. So expect volumes when we chat this off, and I'd be surprised if it's anywhere north of 15, 16 billion by the time we close. Nick Kunza, thanks very much for your time this morning. That was Nick Kunza from Sunland Private Wealth, and that was the opening. 
The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.